Welcome to Superman and Lois the New Adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we, of course, are here to talk about Season 2, Episode 3 of the CW Superman and Lois, The Thing in the Mines. But before we get to that thing, there's a couple things of news. First up, scheduling-wise, we have some some news to get into. This A lot of this comes from the CW Milwaukee 18, our favorite CW affiliate, based on the amount of news they provide for Superman and Lois. Apparently, after Episode 4, there's going to be a two-week break from new episodes. There's going to be a hiatus. My guess is that's probably the Winter Olympics, so that's probably why they don't want to compete with that. Um, but then they're scheduled for four more new episodes after that, so that would be, what, February 22nd? They're, or they're scheduled for a few more new episodes and then another break uh, March 15th. Always subject to change, but it seems like we're definitely going four weeks on, two weeks off, and then we'll be back for more. But the show is on episode nine right now, so they're, this is this is going to happen again later. Yeah, they've just started filming episode nine, so another break is is in the works. Uh, I I'm okay with this, especially with if it's short, like two little week breaks in between. I I more have a problem when they take five or six weeks off, and they it it generally kind of seems to to halt the momentum that the show has. But I think a two little week break is is not too bad. Yeah, I know there's a lot of criticism. I tend to think that the CW knows what they're doing I, I give them the benefit of the doubt like if they air these episodes now during the olympics i'm sure they have the data that says if we compete with the olympics and lose x percent of our audience that won't come back it's better to wait two weeks yeah. and lose less than x percent of the audience i'm guessing that's that's a strategy i get people who want to see 15 episodes straight through but to do that they would either have to start much later because they're already on episode nine it takes two weeks 10 days to film an episode and they air every week, so they'd have to either have to start much later, like they did last year when and ran into the summer, or started filming earlier, which they couldn't have done because last season ran late because of the pandemic. Yeah. So um, this is going to happen. There's going to be breaks here and there. Uh, would it be nice to get 15 episodes straight through? Maybe, but uh, that's not the way. Yeah, and there's always, you. we will completely forget about this when we go back and watch the season once it's all out, and you can just sit down and watch it in 15 hours if you really want to. Yeah. Other news, some cool bit of news here. Superman and Lois is coming to comic book form. There's going to be an Earth Prime series. Earth Prime is a three-month, six-issue event set entirely in the universe of DC's popular superhero TV shows. All issues are part of Warner Brothers television show Canon, approved by CW television show producers. Each of the first five issues spotlight, spotlights a different CWDC superhero show, with the sixth issue serving as a crossover finale. Yeah, this is this is kind of cool. I I like this. I I love when there's kind of these different things outside of the show that you don't need, but you, if you really are into these shows, you can you can pick up um, and get more story, more more information, and of course, in a comic book, they, you can you can do a whole lot of stuff that would be maybe cost prohibitive or like physically impossible on a tv show so maybe we could see some some really cool uh looking effects or whatever but yeah i I like this idea they they did something similar with smallville back in the day they had a comic book series outside of the show that you could pick up if you wanted yeah absolutely uh smallville obviously they had the season 11 comics they also had some comics early in the show's run Mm -hmm. they're always tricky first off i love this i think it's really cool when a tv show makes its way to novels or to comic book form or anything like that i think that's cool if you're a fan of the show it's nice to get more of the story it's always tricky because you can't do anything terribly important yeah because you won't you don't want to reference because then that should happen in the show obviously and these things are always canon until they're not 
right? If, if a showrunner in two seasons wants to do something that contradicts this, I don't think anybody's going to say, oh man, this comic book doesn't agree with that, even though it says they're canon. But like you said, there's also the benefit of not having to worry about special effects budget. The budget is the artist's mind in, <laughs> in creation, creative ability. So there's some cool things you can do with that. Um, and I'm, I think Superman and Lois more than almost any superhero show has a ton of room they can play with. I think the Flash's first comics, they did a season, I don't remember what they called it, season 0.5, season 0 maybe. It was set between the first and the second episode. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of room to play with there. But <laughs> Superman and Lois has 15 plus years of Superman stories and you can even go back before that and get the origin and all of that. I mean, you can, you can really get wild. The, the show hasn't shown Krypton, so maybe we could see Talro or something on Krypton. Now, they're not going to do that in this one, it doesn't sound like, but I think it's cool and I think there's, I hope this is a success and we see more. So Superman and Lois is going to be issue two and presumably those characters will pop up again in issue six with that being the crossover. That's going to be out April 19th and we have a synopsis for it. Yeah, Superman and Lois series writers Adam Mellinger, Jay Jameson, and Andrew Wong joined DC fan favorites Tom Grummet and Norm Rappend in a story spotlighting Clark Kent and Lois Lane's first anniversary. Trying to celebrate their marital bliss is never easy when you're a superhero husband and news reporter wife, especially when world-saving and creating hard-hitting stories continue to spoil your plans. Plus, the true origins of the evil Superman from John Henry Iron's world are finally revealed. All of that sounds nice, and like trying to celebrate an anniversary and having stuff come up, that, that sounds like kind of a, I don't want to say like a small story, but it is perfect for a comic. It's maybe not a, f- a full-length episode worth of story. The part that's kind of weird is the true origins of evil Superman are finally revealed. That seems like a pretty big detail that would be in the show. Kind of kind of interesting to see them say that they're going to put that in this comic book. Yeah, I think that main story sounds great. Like, that sounds really fun. I, that, that does sound like something I would like to see in the show. Um, but if we're not going to see it there, it's cool to see it in comic book form. Get some history of, of this Lois and Clark. Uh, the, the true origins, yeah, I'm, I think that's a backup story. That's something I think it works well because I think the show should probably address whatever the history was, why there was this evil Superman or whatever, but I also am fine not really seeing it in the show. So comic book kind of is a, a nice way to, to get it out there and not have to see it on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's gonna, that's three staff writers for the show, and Grummet and Ratman have done art for several Superman titles in the past. So I think that's cool. There's the first cover out there by Kim Jacinto. looks cool. It's, it's definitely a stylized thing. I don't know if they have the likeness for the cast or if they're just going to do sort of generic looking superman and lois lane but it's got the it's got the five o'clock shadow that tyler can always have yeah it is it is a cool looking cover like you said not it's definitely inspired by the show but it doesn't look exactly like it but yeah i i like that style um and there there should be different variant covers too that we haven't seen yet but those will be uh interesting to look out for as well yeah i think they're going to have a one based on the show so like an actual photo to sell it so it's going to be april 19th it's gonna be 5.99 which is kind of expensive for a comic. It is 48 pages, though, so it's a big one. So, yeah, this is cool. I'm excited for this, and we'll, I'm sure we'll cover it in some capacity on the show. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's get into the thing in the mind. So the synopsis for this one is Lois reaches out to re- uh, retired General Lane as Clark's visions become worse during heated arguments with both Jonathan and Jordan. Meanwhile, Lana shares her frustrations with Kyle, and as- lastly, Natalie learns that her father didn't follow through on a promise he made to her. Yeah, all right. Uh, this was directed by Gregory Smith. It's his fourth episode of the show. He's kind of become the go-to director. He did the season two opener as well. Uh, it was written by Katie Aldrin. It's her third episode. And Juliana James, who is a new writer, 
to the show, but has upcoming credits on Blood and Treasure and Star Trek Picard. I think those episodes are already done, but they haven't aired yet. So uh, James does have some, Juliana James does have some credits. Uh, yeah, this this was a really good episode. I It's one of the ones where you look back and it's kind of hard to believe how much story got packed into just one episode, or at least that's that's how I feel about it. It's There's a whole lot of uh, advancement on different fronts and we get a whole lot of reveals and stuff. And there's even some storylines that seem unconnected from everything else. They get a lot of uh, movement as well. But uh, overall, I, I quite enjoyed this episode and it's it's definitely moving a whole lot of stuff forward. That's really funny how differently we see these episodes because, yeah, uh, which is fun, part of the fun because I didn't think it, moved a whole ton forward it did move some things forward but i thought it was a very slow episode so doesn't mean bad so just means slow i think it was very it reminded me of episode 13 of last year where not a whole lot of action nothing much going on with superman but it kind of took stock of where all the characters were and yeah. saw that so it was really slow it felt like at times um but i think these first three episodes if you put them together are almost like a a long extended season two yeah where if you if you look at them at the, as a whole by the end of this episode, we kind of see where everyone is. And we might not know what the story is going to be for these characters this season, but it's at least we've introduced whatever the main conflict they are, probably for the whole season, or at least a big chunk of the season for most of the characters. Yeah. And I think I think you're I think you're right too. Like this this was a slower paced episode, but for me there was a lot of things that happened in this that I didn't think were gonna happen until maybe like halfway through the season. So that's that's for me where it, it feels like there's a lot more advancement than I was uh, assuming there would be. Yeah, and I tend to like slow for character mm-hmm. stuff, so I'm, that's definitely not a complaint. This The plot stuff does feel a little slower for me, and we're just three episodes in. We're just inching it forward a little, but um, we'll get into that more. Let's, uh, let's break things down, actual scene by scene. Yeah, so it kicks off with a really cool scene of Superman floating over top of the Earth, listening to everything, and... Of course, he has some visions and hears something at the mines and falls out of the sky. I, I'm continually blown away by the special effects on the show, and we'll talk about more scenes that happen in this episode, but it's, this was a really cool way to, to open up the episode. Gorgeous shot of Superman to open things up. Very Superman Returns, uh, yeah. if you remember, when he's, he's floating in the air. Even kind of the eyes popping open. I bet if you match the music to that or something, it would look even more <laughs> similar. Um, For sure. But that was a cool way to stop that. But man, he's... Anytime Superman's called to action, he is going to end up on the ground this season. Yep. He can't even get close to the to the mines uh, because of the, the headaches and the visions and everything. Uh, but the DoD is back in charge of the mines now. I, I, they've taken over for Amer, Ameritech. Uh, but John Henry volunteers to go into the mines and try to figure out what's going on. Again, kind of setting up this conflict uh, between him and Natalie. He hasn't said anything to Natalie about this, but he originally said he didn't want to do anything because he was only there for Natalie. Uh, Jordan, Jonathan, and Natalie all talk about Sarah and Sarah keeping the secret of kissing someone at camp and then telling Jordan and Natalie kind of points out that Jordan is holding back a big secret as well, which is, is pretty true. And there's a lot more of that in this episode. We can kind of just bundle it all together, but basically Jordan does end up making, making up with Sarah. He originally wants to tell, tell her about her power. He wants to reveal all the secrets and everything. And I think Clark does a good job of kind of talking him off the the ledge with that one even if clark is having some outbursts and anger inter- management issues while he's doing that um but he he gets jordan to agree to wait at least one year to make sure that he wants to do that because jordan's convinced right now as a 15 year old that sarah is the person he's gonna marry which is 
kind of funny trying to think back of when I was 15 years old. No offense to any of our younger listeners, but I don't think you know what you, you're talking about when you're 15 um, <laughs> when it comes to that. Uh, but it does have a nice kind of ending. Uh, Clark helps him by giving him a locket that Pa Kent gave to Ma Kent, which is, that's a pretty big uh, keepsake to give to Jordan to to give to Sarah. But that it was a nice way to kind of ramp it up at the end of the episode. Yeah, Clark's kind of desperate to keep him off. Yeah, Jordan's uh, Jordan and Jonathan have some some real teenage uh, emotional moments in this episode. It seemed like they were really playing up that Jordan's problem with Sarah wasn't that he she kissed someone else. It was that she kept it from him for a month. Yeah. I, I guess it was kind of it was kind of weird. I'm not sure how they handled it, but I'm not really here for the the teenage romance stuff, so I don't have a ton of thoughts on that. Um, but it was kind of cool to see. I know it's a weird situation, but Natalie's kind of getting comfortable being more like a sister to these boys and, and willing to help and, you know, them playing. She played a video game with Jonathan, and I think it was a fun, it's kind of a cool relationship that they're uh, starting to, to have because it's it's going to be weird with between her and Lois for a while. Yeah. But, um, I mean, she doesn't have a Jordan and Jonathan on her, earth, and they don't have a Natalie, so it, uh, in some ways it kind of... Um, it's different than what Natalie and Lois are going through. Yeah. And I'm glad to see her getting kind of brought into the fold and the the boys have been really welcoming to her and including her and stuff and playing Madden with her and getting destroyed. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's nice to see her uh, more active uh, with the boys. And I, with the way Jonathan's story is going, I wonder if, I wonder how that is going to, to work out farther in the season. Yeah. Uh, Well, what'd you think of Jonathan's story in this episode? Yeah, so basically he he's pretty upset about about football not getting uh, the first QB spot. And long story short, his girlfriend is selling probably X Kryptonite to uh, Timmy, the other guy who is playing quarterback, to get him strong. And at the end, Jonathan goes to her, confronts her, and says he wants to buy some. It was kind of weird to see that. I it seems like a weird character choice for Jonathan. Um, I can kind of understand his motivation and this is something I thought maybe might happen at some point where he gets jealous about not having powers or something like that but they've they've done so much so many scenes and so much setup to show that Jonathan isn't really jealous about that and is a really supportive brother um, for Jordan and is just a great part of the family so it's kind of out of left field to see him go down this path so quickly yeah both the boys were pretty rash in this episode Jonathan we've seen him get beat up physically and emotionally most of this show's run so i could see him maybe turning down a dark path trying to get even there um but it does feel like a bad choice and obviously and dangerous one what could xk do to a half kryptonian right so i mean not i mean it it could be terrible to anyone and add in the complication this is just some random refined whatever they're doing to the xk refining it making it inhalable or whatever um that seems dangerous and not really studied for anyone, but imagine being half Kryptonian. So that was weird. Um, and, and Candace, Candace being involved with that, uh, was surprising too. So I don't know where, um, this is going, but I think this is going to be Jonathan's story for a while. I will say, I think it's important to note that nine months or so in between football seasons, especially if you've never lifted weights before, you can make huge gains. So right. <laughs> uh, like teenagers can make like, become completely different people in nine months physically in football. So I'm kind of disappointed that Timmy actually is taking something because I think it would have been more compelling if he did it naturally. And yeah, Jonathan right. maybe just thought he was doing something. But um, 
Yeah, I think this is kind of interesting. This is like the teenage aspect I'm most interested in so far. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really want to see Jonathan get powers because that would make him, you know, he's unique right now by not having them. So I kind of like that about him. So we'll, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, and this is the introduction to the storyline, and I hope we get more we get more backstory of it and we get to see Jonathan kind of grappling with the fact that maybe he has been jealous this time and has kind of just been repressing it, which would go in line with, you know, he, I, I think he mirrors Lois the most uh, between his two parents and Lois definitely has had issues with repressing things and just bottling things up until they explode. So I, I hope we get to see more of that explanation um, behind his action. Uh, and then there's, there's one more storyline that is not super connected to everything else, but Lana, she's running for for mayor and her first event does not go well uh, people are pretty upset about her working with morgan edge they call her lana which is never good that's not how you say her name um but yeah things don't go super well but sarah does kind of help her i think they're live streaming on whatever kids use now for social media and <laughs> I, i'm very old um but she's basically showing off that she's a she's a real real person a real working mom and she's more authentic than maybe the the other candidates so yeah i i think her campaign is gonna is going to be successful at least i i hope so but so far it's not super related to the, the rest of the story but it is it's interesting in its own right so yeah not a great start for her and i know we've all been like yeah lana should be mayor sure why not and haven't really thought about it but going back to the the pilot we knew i'm trying to figure the remember the exact specifics of this but we knew martha kent had bailed out a lot of people and farmers from their reverse mortgages or whatever. But I don't think we ever knew that it was Lana was at least partially responsible for getting them in that situation. Right. I don't think they ever really got into that. And so this guy brought up a good point about that. I mean, he might have been a bit much on the other stuff, but that was a really good point. If she was the one uh, doing that, then I, I hadn't even thought about that. She might want what's best for Smallville, but also not quite be qualified to do that. You kind of need both. kind of need to want to do what's best for Smallville and be qualified. So... I don't know. I think she is qualified and will be by the time this story really gets going. Um, we'll see. You're right about how it does feel disconnected. Do you think it... I don't necessarily mind that because um, I don't think everything needs to tie in together in, in a show. No. But it does feel really isolated and kind of... It's slowly moving. We spend an episode... If this was the first... If this was Lana's story in the first episode of the season, I don't think we would have been like, whoa, how'd she get here to yeah. running mayor? So do you think it will tie in bigger later? Or is this just going to be its own kind of thing for now? Um, I think it maybe will tie in later. I, I'm i thinking perhaps it will tie in with the Smallville Gazette and there will be news stories about the, the campaign as things go on, things get uncovered, and maybe there will be some conflict of interest or whatnot. Um, yeah, that's that's my guess of how it get tied in. Uh, tied into like what's going on in the mines and all of that, I, I'm not sure. Um how they will bridge that part but yeah it's they've had some separate storylines like that with like kyle and the, the fire department last season but it was it was still like tangentially related to what was going on in the, the quote-unquote main plot with the the kent family i do think there's a chance it ties in in that maybe something nefarious is going on with george dean yes mayor dean uh could he be somehow helping get the ex-kryptonite the ex-kryptonite smuggling all of that could that be tied in and somebody bigger maybe paid for Daniel Hart to get his job offer somewhere else to not mess yeah. with George Dean. And uh, I think there's maybe potential there for uh, something big and Lana being mayor might be tying to the story a little bit closer if they, if they go that way. But right yeah. now, yeah, it is kind of isolated, which is fine. Um, the one other uh, funny thing I wrote down 
about this was after that that really horrendous campaign event. She goes home and says she needs to take a long bubble bath and just tells Kyle, just whatever you do, don't let Sophie bother me. So Jeez. again, <laughs> people don't like Sophie and we haven't seen a whole lot from her, but just context clues. She's maybe not the best kid. She was there. She seems like a sweet girl just cutting her right. little, trying to help her mom there. So I don't know. She's horrible. Yeah. I hope maybe we'll see it one day. Maybe we won't. But I think she was just a parent who wanted to be alone, need a little alone time there. Yes. Um <laughs> But I think Lana's going to need to step up if she goes and has to have a drink and play darts with herself. Right. <laughs> after one criticism. Uh, but moving moving along, Lois is, she's watching some footage from the Allie Alston cult. And this is the first time we actually get to see Allie. And the cult is called Inverse Theory. I don't know if that's the name of the cult or that's just like a something about like whatever their program is called. But it is interesting to see her in like her big 80s glasses and stuff. So uh, I'm sure we'll see more of her. Yeah, that video looked like it was like VHS from the 80s. Yeah. That's how she looks today. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but while this is happening, Sam, uh, he's retired. He really is retired. He's he's doing the retired thing. He's fishing on the lake, uh, which you can't really get more retired than that, I guess. Uh, Lois, but Lois calls him and asks for help getting into the mines because he's retired, but he still has enough pull to, to get that done. I, I kind of feel bad for Sam Lane. He uh, is done torturing people and building kryptonite weapons all that stuff and now he just wants to to get on the boat but he gets called back and kind of used for his context and gets yelled at and yeah. all that other stuff and he's just trying to help now so it's weird how how different sam is from a year ago oh yeah and like i like i said i'm it kind of is like they split him into two characters the nice grandpa and so sam now gets to be just the nice grandpa and then lieutenant anderson is kind of the the jerk side of sam lane who works at the <laughs> dod now um, and in between here, this is where Jordan asks Clark if he can tell her about their powers. But when Clark, he gets upset and he ends up using a really kind of scary voice and his eyes go red and everything. And that's the, the first of his outbursts or blackouts. I think he says later that he, he blacks out during it and doesn't even have control of himself. So this is it's pretty scary when, um, I think they even say it, that the most powerful being on the planet does not have control of themselves. Yeah, that's uh pretty terrifying. It's not really clear what's going on, everything with the visions that have been going on from this season, how much of that, is any of that Clark, or is he just being taken over by something else, or just feeling something else? I don't think that's clear yet. Yeah, uh, but Sam gets off the boat and comes to the farm, and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt with a jean jacket, which is just, it's fantastic. Um, but he, he comes to the farm, and he brings the, the clearance for John Henry, so he could, I think he has a fake name, I don't remember what it is, but he, could, he can go into the mines. Um, but while Sam is there, he talks to Lois about Allie Alston and the podcast and everything and they fight about it because um Lois wants Sam to intervene with Lucy but Sam doesn't want to lose his other daughter and he hasn't even he hasn't even read the article that Lois wrote about it because he's basically just Lucy said it was okay so I believe that it's okay and I don't need to know anything else and that's uh Lois is pretty understandably upset with him yeah it seems like every time they these two meet there's a usually Lois yelling at Sam and I kind of understand where both are coming from. He doesn't want to push Lucy away. He mentions how she's different from Lois. Um, but Lois is also so upset because Lois, Lucy is involved in some crazy stuff that almost got her killed. And right. she doesn't think Sam's taking that seriously. So I think that's good. This is probably the storyline three episodes in that I'm most interested in. Yeah. What's going on? with What's the history there? Um, what has Lucy been dealing with? How does that affect Lois and Sam and all that? I think this is what I'm most interested in so far this year. Yeah, I'm really glad to have Sam back. I hope we get to see a lot of him because I, I like his character, especially now. And yeah, the 
everything with the cult and Ollie Alston and Lucy that uh, I agree with you. I think that's uh, top of my list um, for most interesting things going on so far. Um, but uh, like we talked about earlier, Jonathan got into a fight and during football practice and Clark has another outburst uh, after that because he's so upset. He throws a helmet into a vending machine and then he has to use his heat vision, but it, it goes into his hands, which they've done that before on the show. So I think that's kind of a recurring thing of you get upset or you can't control your heat vision. You just got to put it into your hands, which is uh, interesting to think about. And it actually damaged him. So yeah. uh, I think it's interesting that a full on, unless who knows, maybe Clark is weakened somehow, but yeah. they don't, they don't, they don't say that. So uh, kryptonite or the heat vision blast from a kryptonian can damage mm-hmm. a kryptonian. A, another, a, a funny thing from the, from the fight that I, I forgot to mention earlier is when Clark kind of steps in to try to break up the fight and Jonathan accidentally punches him. Then so Clark <laughs> has to pretend to fall down like, Oh yeah, shoot. I just got punched. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fun. That's just a fun little moment. Yep. Uh, so, but they, they rush back to the, to the farm and Jonathan actually ha- is the one who is driving. So he's getting pretty good at driving that truck. He didn't look very good when he was pulling in the driveway. Lots of, that was not very steady. <laughs> not bad for a 15 year old, I guess. Um, but, Clark or almost has another outburst of Jordan. So things are, things are not going well for him. And, but Clark is when, this is when he figures out and kind of explains that it's not him. He's, he's feeling whatever the creature in the minds is feeling. And in that conversation that he's having with Sam and Lois, Natalie walks in and finds out that her dad, John Henry is at the mines and she's pretty upset that he didn't tell her about that. I thought that was coolly resolved when Natalie said, okay, it's fine that he's doing it, but you should probably tell me Yeah. Uh, later when talking to Jonathan. So, it kind of it kind of seemed like something John Henry would say. Maybe he's he wants to he wants to help but keep it from her, I guess. But uh, I'm glad it was she wasn't. Yeah, me too. And she even you know at the end of the episode she is going to help rebuild his suit and everything. So I, I'm glad that there wasn't that conflict didn't last for a really long time. Uh, but John Henry goes to the mines and unfortunately Doctor Faulkner, who we uh, saw in the last episode, is maybe not on the up and up. Uh, is the person who welcomes him and is going to explore the mines with him. Uh, Lois talks to Clark about needing to apologize to the boys and he, he talks about how the, he feels like the end of the world is coming and Lois says, now is not the time to go all doomsday on me. So we get a mention of, um, a important character from Superman's history. Yeah. I don't think she's using it in the, a character term. No. I think she's using it in the generic doomsday term, but that is the, that was the moment I knew not to expect doomsday on the show anytime yeah. soon. Cause that's the second doomsday reference that they've had in the last two episodes. Uh, Sarah asked Nat last episode if they were if her and John Henry were doomsday preppers or something. So that's how I knew doomsday is not going to show up anytime if you were expecting that. Uh, and then so John Henry and Dr. Faulkner, Faulkner go exploring. Uh, he figures out that someone set off explosives. And as he figures that out, uh, she attacks him and knocks him out. That had to cause some damage. Yeah. It seemed painful. A couple hits like that. He bounced back mm-hmm. pretty quickly. I don't know how much time it was. It seemed pretty quickly. I think he should maybe get, get checked out. Uh, Sam and Lois reconcile because he, he does eventually read her article and he knows that he was wrong now. Um, and he says that he has picked a side because he's called Lucy and she's agreed to meet with Lois. Uh, and it's during this conversation that Lois says that Ali is actually short for Allison. So it's Allison Alston is the, it's the full name of that person. And then we get a nice moment of Clark and Lois on the porch where they talk about the perils of parenting. Uh, but then Clark has a vision um, and says he's breaking out and takes off for the mine. He sees whatever is in the mine uh, breaking out of it. And that's when something in a big giant suit breaks out of the mine. So before that, the, the breaking out of the mine, I thought that was a, such an 
sweet scene <laughs> between Clark and Lois. Yeah. On the porch. Um, we haven't we don't get to see the ton of that like sweet little romantic moments in the two of them when he called her uh, perfect. Just them being playful. They're always they always have something serious going on in this show and don't get to to just enjoy moments together. So I love when yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be long or anything. That was a, a very short scene, but just the the uh, feeling it evokes and getting to see them interact like that. Like you said, it's it's so nice when it does come. Yeah, it's nice to see them be sweet and playful. Uh, so back at the mine, the military folks are trying to shoot the thing in the suit, and it just all of their shots are bouncing off. He it picks up a SUV and throws it at them, um, but Superman shows up at that point and they they start fighting. And Lois and Sam are trying to reach John Henry, and he he wakes up and he. He calls for his suit to come, and it is one of the coolest things I've ever seen where <laughs> slow motion, John Henry's jumping through the air, and his suit comes apart and then attaches around him. Then he tries the solar blasts, which do not seem to do much other than bust the suit of the helmet. Did I tried to watch the fight a couple times because it happened really quickly, and I couldn't. it was short, and I didn't get to see much of what was going on, but it looked like... I don't think Clark even landed a punch on this yeah. guy. Uh, he got beat up pretty good. Do we think he is still having visions is is that meant to be implied there like he's having visions when he's fighting this guy or is he just really outmatched by i yeah i think my my first time watching it i was thinking that he was just because he went there because he had the vision and he was weakened and kind of shooken up from that and so maybe he wasn't at 100 percent. and also being close to the mines and the past has seemed to mess him up so i didn't think that was full power against full power but i i don't know if that was the same uh same thought you had yeah, I don't. I don't think that was quite clear. I don't think we we might not be supposed to know yet. But he, I mean, he got stomped pretty easily. Uh, couldn't even land a hand. Land a hand. He was on the ground until John Henry showed up. Yeah. So, like you said, the solar blasts aren't doing much, but they do manage to break the helmet open, and that's where we see that the thing in the suit is a strange-looking version of Clark with uh, glowing eyes, and he he says something. Um, can't really make out what he says, but. When he does that, he and Clark both have the headaches and visions, and the guy in the suit just flies off. So, like we said, not Doomsday. Uh, you you figured it out early that it's not going to be Doomsday because they said Doomsday. But no, this is for sure not him. Something. Uh, but they, they regroup and go back to the farm, and Sam says there's a bizarre version of Superman that because of that they should call Anderson for help. And John Henry and Clark say that they don't need to. They can take care of it themselves, which... Maybe it hasn't worked out in the best in the past, but they're gonna they're gonna try it again. Yeah, normally I would be on Clark's side. He's he is Superman, so he could probably he can handle almost anything. But when this there's this other guy who is equal or more powered than him, and he has not been able to do anything of use all season. Clark has not been able to since uh, rescuing the sub, which was almost didn't happen because of the visions. And since then, every time Superman has been called to action, he has been laying on the ground so i don't think superman's uh very useful here and john henry's suit got almost completely destroyed now natalie says she's going to help him fix it i i don't know how much she can do to to protect him against whatever they're fighting and how long it's going to take but uh yeah maybe not the two maybe they can't do it all on their own yeah and i think from the dialogue there is she are they planning to fix the barn or are they training to move somewhere because they said they needed to fix the suit they didn't want to do it in the barn Maybe she can fix that too. So I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, that was that was confusing as well. I wasn't sure. So I don't know if they're they're gonna upgrade the barn or find a new repair shop. Maybe they'll finally move that Wi-Fi router so it's not in such a dangerous location. No, I gotta get good signal there, man. They're still in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. 
They can't get a signal. Uh, but then we see Lois leaving to see Lucy and she's she's very nervous. She's just pacing back and forth. She's worried about what she's wearing, what she's going to say. And Clark gives her a nice short little pep talk. Again, a really heartfelt moment that we get to see between the two of them that I enjoyed. Yeah, a fun moment. I, I like seeing Lois and Clark together. We should yeah we should do that more. No, that, that was a, it was a nice scene they did. Um, she talked about her biker coat and all that stuff. It was fun. Uh, they were really good in that. Uh, and then we... So Lois goes to the diner to meet with Lucy, and it seems like she's been sitting there for a while and no one has come. Um, but then finally, Allie Alston actually shows up, and she looks exactly the same as in that video. Like we said, she looks like she just stepped right out of the 80s. Um, but she says... <laughs> Lucy isn't coming and she thought it would be better if I came instead. So I I was not expecting this. I, I thought we were going to actually see Lucy come in. I I thought something shady was going on with Lucy and maybe she wasn't ready to uh, to say that everything was terrible with the cult, but I wasn't expecting Allie Alston to show up. So I, like we said earlier, this is a, a storyline I'm very, very interested in and this just added the interest level. Yeah, for whatever reason, I thought, I assumed Lucy's the cult stuff was in Lucy's past, but it seems very much, very much involved. It is, it is current. If Allie is the one coming to this. Yeah. And then the, uh, the end of the episode is that the guy in the suit goes to the, the fortress, um, the one that's been destroyed and he removes all of his, his armor and suit and everything. And we get to see that it, it really is kind of just looks like Tyler Hecklin. Um, um, but he goes to the fortress and he says something again that you can't really make out. And then the episode ends and the logo is completely backwards. Yeah. Uh, so we got, an, what do we got here? Another, this is kind of the third evil opposite of Superman. If you yeah. think of Tal Ro, that evil Superman from John Henry's Earth and this dude. So I'm curious, uh, unless this is to mislead us again, who, how he is, where he comes from and what all that is about. I think there's a story there in wherever he comes from and, yeah. uh, how he's different from those other two evil opposites or dark mirrors or whatever they call it in the supervillain world, how he's different those two. Yeah. This is the one with the tattered cape. That is, <laughs> that is how I will buy. So yeah, um, we covered a lot there. Any other questions or anything like that you had for this episode? I did notice that, I don't know if Sam and Nat had a scene together, but mm-hmm. that's kind of her, I'm assuming that's her doppel- doppelganger grandpa. So they, there was no acknowledgement of that. Um, in the show, I don't. Yeah, that's. I, don't a, know, that, I mean, there wouldn't really been time for it, but I, you would think somebody would have mentioned that. Yeah, that's a that's a good point and something I hadn't even thought about. Um, hopefully, it would be nice to get them to have a little scene together and acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, not a whole lot. There's uh, there's things we'll talk about. Um, if nobody wants spoilers uh, after this, I think that's where the majority of my questions are going to be. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into that then. Uh, yeah. Let's go with any any comic book Easter egg references. So this guy in the suit obviously was meant to, people were meant to assume it was Doomsday. Uh, in fact, we we kind of said that after the first episode. I kind of said that, I should say, uh, because there was an interview with Den of Geek where Todd Helbing, the showrunner, I guess he stopped short of saying it's Doomsday, uh, but he does mention Doomsday. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of confusing how you look at it. So he talks about how they like to combine or change villains in the comics. Uh, so with Doomsday, so here's the quote. So with Doomsday, we wanted to find a way that we could take on this character and find a new way to define an introduction and sort of flip it down its head, which is just um, random, bizarre writer speak for for whatever we're trying to do. So obviously, it's definitely meant to invoke thoughts of Doomsday from the earliest appearance. Uh, but it seems like for the third time, in a, third time, if you talk Stranger, Morgan Edge, uh, it was a uh, red herring 
and it looks like they're going to go Bizarro. Although with this show, I don't, I don't know that I trust them uh, <laughs> that they're not going to completely change this again. Whoever this character is supposed to be. Yeah, I, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what to expect because they were obviously it was a big misdirect to try to make you think it's Doomsday. Um, are they saying that this they're still going to call him? doomsday or they're gonna combine elements of doomsday and bizarro to make this character i i don't really know which direction they're going i'm i'm still interested in it i like bizarro as a character i think he is pardon the pun a bizarre choice for this tv show just because he is he's one of the weirder villains for superman not that i mean some pretty like strange out there comic book stuff has already happened on the show but the fact that it is a more grounded, more family focused. <laughs> uh, it's more centered around the family drama. Bizarro is an interesting choice, I think, to bring in as a as a character, just because he is one of the more out there comic booky characters for Superman. Yeah, it's always it's always weird with these twists because I'm not sure how to feel about them because I was there was it seemed like they were setting up Doomsday, kind of an accurate Doomsday, um, and I was pretty excited for that. If you had asked me before the season, would I rather see Doomsday or Bizarro? I'm I don't know what I would have said. Yeah. Um, so it is weird. It's kind of like, oh, I'm, I was really excited for Dooms, kind of like w- with Morgan Edge last season. Uh, so it's kind of a weird feeling there. I was, I was excited for Morgan Edge. I was excited for Doomsday, and I just feel misled. Um, Bizarro, though, you, I think you can do some cool things again. Like I mentioned how there's some, the comic books have, have he's never really been a villain. I mean, he has sometimes, right. but I've always seen him more as an antagonist. He doesn't mean harm. And yes, if you play back the, this character's dialogue backwards you, you will see that um they kind of give him zatanna speak more than traditional bizarro speak mm-hmm. where he's saying things backwards so i think you can do fun stuff i don't i don't know if they'll make him a big bad or, or what they're going to do with it um but i hope they can do some 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 stuff but you can do cool things like bizarro being superman's brother even but they kind of did that last year so i'm not sure um what they're going to do but i like the character of bizarro and if they do a an accurate version i think that could be really cool yeah, and, and more often than not, in the comics, he's a clone, a clone that has gone wrong of Superman, and very often Lex Luthor is involved in some way in trying to make a clone of Superman. So I wonder if they're leading, maybe Lieutenant Anderson tried to make a clone of Superman that he could control and use so that they don't need to deal with uh, the real Superman, but we'll just have to wait and see which direction they're going. Yeah, is that your is that your guess so far? That would That would be my guess just because of how involved the dod has been in the mines and with lieutenant anderson everything he said about not needing superman and um trying to make his own team of supermen basically there's that line in episode two from faulkner though that said something else came through so i don't know if that's something multiverse or if that's something to do with the eradication process or um i don't know if anderson could have somehow planned for this to happen they yeah. giving him a lot of credit maybe <laughs> i mean maybe he's or he's got connections with someone who was able to make it happen. So I don't know. It's a, I'm not sure how they're going to handle that. Yeah. And Smallville, he, Mizarro came from the Phantom Zone, right? Like he escaped out of that. So maybe yeah, that there, was... something came out of the Phantom Zone. That's what <laughs> yeah, that, <talking> about. <laughs> that's a, that's a weird Bizarro. Um, not very much like Bizarro at all. It's kind of an imperfect duplicate of Clark, uh, but doesn't act or look like Bizarro. Uh, the Superboy TV show actually has a really good Bizarro, uh, a very accurate Bizarro. And they had a very limited budget, but did some cool things with it when that character showed up yeah so i'm not sure what they'll do here but we'll wait and see on next episode speaking of next episode the inverse method there's a little preview out as usual short one any thoughts on it not a whole lot we'll maybe get some 
more clarity around my uh, theory about Lieutenant Anderson because he's he's featured in the trailer and he says he wants to help. Yeah. So maybe that is you might be you might be onto something there. And I think this is when we're going to see Lucy Lane finally. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing Jenna Dwan as as Lucy in the show. Yep. And then so just a reminder this this episode there'll be a two week break after this fourth episode before episode five comes back. All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. We'll be back next time covering the inverse method.